Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And I have two topics for this podcast, both of which, both of which, uh, one of them just came up. One of them came up in the afternoon and it kind of slipped my mind. And it's not really worth a podcast all on its own. But since the other one just happened along, I, I guess I might as well do both of them. The first one is the factual-based one. Back a while ago, I had talked about Will Vest. Will Vest, which sounds like a clause in a legal contract, um, was a pitcher in the Tigers system that the Seattle Mariners claimed in the 2020 December Rule 5 draft, which meant that for Seattle to keep Will Vest, they would have to keep him on the Major League roster the entire 2021 season. They kept him on the Major League roster up until the All-Star break. Then they ran him through waivers. They designated him for assignment and ran him through waivers. And I was commenting that I would like to see the Cubs claim Will Vest. Because if a team like Seattle was going to keep him, even though he wasn't doing well, first off, if they're going to draft him, he had something going on. What it was, I don't know. Not really worried. But his numbers weren't very good. But they kept him. So if his numbers are bad and they're keeping him, there's got to be something going on because if uh, if his numbers were bad and he was, oh, well, gee, this was a stupid decision. We, we'll, we'll just cut this guy. Like the Cubs did with um, the guy who, um, uh, Gray Fenter. Cubs shouldn't have drafted Gray Fenter in the Rule 5 draft. They shouldn't have. They did. They realized at some point, yeah, this is kind of a stupid idea. They ran him through waivers. He went back to Baltimore. But uh, Seattle kept Will Vest through the All-Star break and designated him for assignment. And I was saying the Cubs should claim Will Fenter if he goes on waivers. He was put on waivers. The Cubs didn't claim him. He went back to Detroit. So it goes. I still would have liked to have claimed Will Vest. But the Cubs didn't. It's fine. No worries. Uh, just a little bit of uh, old business, as it were. Now, the new business popped offline, went offline. Check my Twitter, check my Facebook, check my Twitter. In case there was anything on Twitter after I had checked my Facebook, then I went back to Facebook and checked there. Then I went to MLBTradeRumors.com, and Tim Locastro has been, it, well, is going to be put on the 60-day disabled list. He messed up his knee in the first inning, playing left field for the New York Yankees today. Tim LaCastro really don't know all that much about him, but he'd been with Arizona? I think it was Arizona. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm 94% sure it was Arizona. And he's kind of a fast guy that plays outfield. You know the type of guy. Uh, not Billy Hamilton fast, but kind of a fast guy. The Yankees were starting him in left field tonight. Yankees have some interesting stuff going on. And 
they have games to play, and they played Tim LaCastro as the starting left fielder, and LaCastro screwed up his knee, so he's done for the year. And I sent out a tweet to start this, and then I sent a tweet to a Yankees fan who I get along with rather famously. I don't know if you're if you're on Twitter and you even remotely like the Yankees or even want to follow someone who has fun following the Yankees. Emily Nyman is she's a fun follow. She has a podcast she does. I listened to one of them for a one of the episodes for a while, but then I realized, oh yeah, that's right. I don't want to listen to a whole hour of Yankees stuff, Yankees and Mets stuff. So, uh, but no, she's a very fun follow. Um, she has a nice little bent going on. Uh, uh, I asked her the question. Okay, let's roll back a second. LaCastro had been with Arizona. LaCastro went from Arizona to the Yankees for, I'm going to say a pitcher in A-ball. Who was the pitcher in A-ball? I was checking his numbers. He is a pitcher. I think he's in A-ball. It could be double-A, but I think it's A-ball. But the default is when you're trading some guy away because you're trying to trade the guy away and use other players, the default term for that is trading for a guy in A-ball. You know, it's not specifically... I want to trade for this specific player because this specific player is fantastic and he's going to make our team a whole lot better. And da -da -da. No, no, no. It's trading for a guy in A-ball. Trading for a guy in A-ball. Maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll be lousy. But he'll probably be an upgrade over the worst guy in your pipeline. That's what Arizona did. They traded Tim LaCastro to the Yankees for a guy in A-ball. And Tim LaCastro played nine games for the Yankees. Tonight was his ninth. Tonight was his last of the season. He's done for the year. He will be going on to the 60-day disabled list. So my quick thought was, okay, Yankees were starting this guy in left field. The, the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees were starting Tim LaCastro in left field. Right-handed hitter, doesn't hit all that much. Kind of good defensively, kind of quick. The Cubs have anybody remotely kind of, sort of, a bit like that on their... I thought Jake Marisnik. Immediately thought Jake Marisnik. Is Jake Marisnik better or worse than Tim LaCastro? I don't know. I'm guessing Jake Marisnik's probably at least as good as Tim LaCastro, you know, over a long stretch or a, you know, two-month stretch. I, I, I don't know. Would Jake Marisnik for a pitcher in A-ball be a fair trade? Now, I'm not saying a pitcher in A-ball that he has a 7.94 ERA. No, that's not the guy I want. I'm not saying a pitcher in A-ball that has an ERA of 0.78. No, 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 that's not who I want. That's not what I'm saying. A guy, you know, he throws 94, 93, 94, 95. Probably a right-hander because the left-hander would be more valuable. Just a guy. <laughs> a guy that the Cubs can put in Myrtle Beach or South Bend to upgrade 
the bullpen in Myrtle Beach or South Bend and send one of the players from Myrtle Beach back down to Mesa. So let's say this thing happens. Jake Marisnik to the Yankees, the New York Yankees for pitcher and A ball. Pitcher goes either to Myrtle Beach or South Bend. Either one, either or, as long as he's not, you know, just absolute dreck, whichever is fine. If he goes to South Bend, somebody from South Bend gets dropped back down to Myrtle Beach. And then somebody from Myrtle Beach goes to Mesa. Now, you have the 180-man rule. You can only have 180 players on the roster off of the 40-man roster. So, if Marisnik is traded to the Yankees and guy from A-ball comes over to the Cubs, guys on the 40-man roster don't count against the 180. So, technically, the Cubs would be one closer to the 180-player limit. Now, you might have an idea, one where a lot of people, some of you are probably saying, but I like Jake Marisnik. Okay, fine. I understand that. I get it. I understand that. However, if you've been listening to my podcast, if you've been listening to anything involving the Cubs minor league system, there's a guy named Michael Hermosillo been knocking the snot out of the ball in Iowa. He almost hit a Subaru tonight. It was it was really funny how close it came the, the ball came to actually hitting a car that was driving on the street outside of the ballpark and you know almost got a souvenir inside the window. It was really funny. Jake Marisnik, if traded to the New York Yankees, what the Cubs could quite easily do, possibly not by tomorrow. Because the game would be, you know, just time and space and all that kind of stuff. Michael Hermosillo could replace Jake Marisnik on the roster. And you might not know the difference. They're, they're basically very similar players. So, the difference between Jake Marisnik and Michael Hermosillo, really limited. Really limited, very slight Hardly noticeable at all. So basically, you're getting a player who's about a... Hermosillo might be better than Marisnik. Marisnik might be better than Hermosillo. I don't know. I don't know how you even tell that unless you plug in the guy who isn't the guy who that you know. So let's say Hermosillo goes over to the Yankees. No. Marisnik goes to the Yankees. Hermosillo comes up to the Cubs. So... What that does is now suddenly Iowa has an opening for an outfielder on their roster. Is there anybody that you can think of on the Tennessee roster that plays outfield? Yeah, you're finishing my sentence for me, aren't you? You're finishing my sentence for me, aren't you? So if Jake Marisnik were to go to the Yankees and if Michael Hermosillo were to go up to the Cubs, that would open up the opportunity for another player to go to Iowa. And that other player, perhaps, just maybe, could be Brennan Davis. Brennan Davis, suddenly a outfielder in Iowa. Still, 
There's really not a whole huge problem yet, is there? Hermosillo is replacing Marisnik. Bow to wash. Brennan Davis replaces Hermosillo. Okay, fine. No problem yet. Uh, who would who would go from South Bend to Myrtle? Uh, who would go from South Bend to Tennessee? <sighs> Maybe a bit of a problem there, but that's not that shouldn't stop a trade. And since Michael Hermosillo is being added to the forty man roster from off the forty man roster, that means that the hundred eighty man question is eliminated because it's one player off the 40-man roster, another player comes over, and someone else gets added to the 40-man roster. So it's all it's all a wash. Also, um, if they wanted to, they could hold off a couple of days and add uh, Matt Duffy, who's going to be eligible to be added, I don't know, middle of next week. But I think you might as well just add Hermosillo because if... Marisnik goes away, then it makes room for Hermosillo. See how this thing works? It's not a question of, oh my God, you traded a guy that I like. That's not what it's about. What it's about is, if you have two guys that are really kind of about the same, and you can trade the one that is more well-known to another team, Get somebody back in return who might be of value in a couple years. Don't know. Notice, I didn't even tell you who. I, I have no idea. I don't know who the player would be. I don't know if Emily has responded to me yet, but for a guy in A-ball, who, just some pitcher guy. I, I don't know, whoever. Maybe a right fielder. Maybe, maybe get a right fielder from A-ball and send him to double-A to replace Brennan Davis. I don't know. That could work. But um, it's not about, oh, my God, you're trading away a guy that I like. How do you know you're not going to like Michael Hermosillo? He's been doing really well in Iowa. What people tend to do is they get attached to players, which is completely fine. But if they're not doing the homework themselves, which I'm trying to do as best as I can, or if they're not listening to someone who does homework for them, you don't have to do your homework. If you don't do your homework, but you listen to someone or read someone who does their homework, you don't have to do your homework. You can listen to them, maybe bounce it off a couple other people. Hey, this, this, this Herman Seal guy, is he any good? Well, he damn near hit a Subaru out in the street. Is that kind of good? Oh, yeah, that's kind of good. Okay, maybe I'll give him a look. So what you're getting, if you can do a, a situation where you have two players that are almost the same, one of them's in the major leagues, one of them's in the minor leagues, you trade the guy in the major leagues, bring up the guy from the minor leagues, it's about a wash, you get a minor leaguer in return, Marisnik was going at the end of the year anyway. Michael Hermosillo, if he is good, if Jake Marisnik is fantastic this season, then he's a free agent and he'll go somewhere else. If Michael Hermosillo comes up and is adequate, 
Cubs fans or Cubs executives are saying, you know what? This guy's kind of good. The Cubs can keep him next year. The Cubs can keep him next year and he would make league minimum. Starter? Fourth outfielder? Fifth outfielder? Whatever. If he looks like he's worth bringing to spring training, keep him around. Keep him around. Keep him on the 40-man roster. Now, you have Michael Hermosillo. You have traded Jake Marisnik, who wasn't coming back anyway. Yeah, if he decides he wants to come back, he can come back. No law against it. And the Cubs have this guy in the minor leagues, whoever it is that they get from the Yankees. Now, that's how you extend things. It's not supposed to be a case of, oh my gosh, you're trading all the guys that I like. Well, if you're going to get quality, you have to trade things that people are going to want. That's how things work. So, uh, Will Vest did not get claimed by the Cubs. C'est la vie. And with Tim LaCastro done for the season, I think the Cubs ought to look into trading Jake Marisnik to the Yankees for somebody. Who, who it is, I, I'm not even really worried. The, the, I, I'm doing a lot of reading with the um, fan graphs. They have the players that are ranked 60 and the players that are ranked 50 and the players that are 45s and 40 pluses and 35 pluses and 35s. Once you get once you get to 35, once you get below the 35, then the players are they don't specifically get a ranking. That's the kind of guy that I'm talking about. A guy who he's thought of as well, he's a guy. He's incidental. That doesn't mean he's terrible. That means he's just not to the level of being considered a 35. Might he be next year? Yeah, sure, he might be. Or he might be terrible. Just like if Michael Hermosillo is called up, he could be terrible. Just like as of next week, Jake Marisnik could be terrible. Back a while ago, I wanted the Cubs to trade Jake Marisnik to the White Sox. And people were, no, don't. Trade Jake Marisnik. Our team would be horrible without Jake Marisnik. He is the only reason we're showing up at Cubs games or turning him on. Because if Jake, or, or something like that. You know, they just ranting and greeting and all that kind of stuff. And three days later, Jake Marisnik gets hurt. If the New York Yankees are interested in Jake Marisnik or a player even remotely like Jake Marisnik, here you go. Have Jake Marisnik. Have Jake Marisnik. Send us a guy. Player to be named later. An actual dude. You know, give, give us a list of five guys. We'll choose one, you know, about three, three or four weeks. You know, once the trade deadline's done, we'll come back. We'll visit your team. You know, we'll find a guy and whatever. However you want to do it. But there is no absolute reason that Jake Marisnik has to be on the 2021 Chicago Cubs for the rest of the season. There's no absolute reason that that must be happening. The Cubs have Michael Hermosillo, who is basically the same guy. Basically the same guy. Someone could say, well, this guy's better because, or that guy's better because. We don't know. 
you get a whole lot of guys at the major league level or on the border of the major league level, they're kind of about the same. Hermosillo, Marisnik over 200 at-bats or 50 at-bats, either one of them could be better. Over the long haul, Jake Marisnik has had a better career than Michael Hermosillo, but Hermosillo hasn't had as much time in the major leagues. Who's better? Marisnik was probably better three or four years ago. Marisnik has had a better season this year than some people might have expected. But if Marisnik is a kind of guy that the Yankees would like to trade for right now, do it. Send it. Fax it into the league. I don't know. Are they fax things? Um, I would imagine they probably have a form. Probably have a... Um, Make a major league trade.com or whatever it is, and you type in which team is trading which guy and which the other team is trading the other guy, and both GMs sign in on it, and however they do it. But, um, yeah, I would be completely good with making nice with the New York Yankees, trading Jake Marisnik to the New York Yankees for a dude or a player to be named later. And let Jake Marisnik start in left field for the New York Yankees for until this COVID thing is over, and maybe even longer than that. And hopefully he stays healthy for the whole year, and hopefully he has a damn good season and keeps him in contention. Knock yourselves out. I would be completely good with that trade, regardless how it plays out. Because, uh... I just really don't see the uh, Milwaukee Brewers running back to the Cubs. I just don't see it. You might, but I don't. And, you know, it'd be kind of cool if the Brewers had one of those win three out of 27 games, but I don't really think that's going to happen. And uh, trading Jake Marisnik would be a very small move, a very, 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 very small move, but it would give Michael Hermosillo a chance to play. It would give him... If Hermosillo were to replace Marisnik, there'd be plenty of bats for Hermosillo to play. Now, if Hermosillo were to come up now with Jake Marisnik still around, since they're basically the same guy, there's no real uh, pathway to Hermosillo getting to play. So there's no point in calling up Hermosillo until Marisnik goes away. So there you go. A couple things to keep in mind. Not to say anything evil about anybody, because I have nothing against Michael Hermosillo. But if if he would be a type of player that the Yankees would be interested in trading some minor league player for an A ball that is doing fairly well, I'd sign off on it. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Be nice to others. And have a nice rest of your weekend. I will talk to you probably rather soon. Have a nice night.